Hello. Welcome back to Trusting God Through It All. I am excited to be able to finally sit down and record another episode. I did try once before, but something weird happened and it things came against it. <laughs> After I sat for about 25 minutes talking about uh, my thoughts on forgiveness and my experience, I couldn't find it. I, it just it just disappeared. So needless to say, I thought, well, maybe that wasn't the episode to upload. So anyhow, here we are. And hopefully uh, today's episode will encourage you and uh, give you something to think about. Um, last time on the episode, my friend Whitney was sharing about her part of her journey to forgiveness with in her marriage and um, you know how how what the struggle was like for her and what the what the blessing was like when she you know got real and honest and um, open with God and just really surrendered and that's really what it takes. Um, what my my personal journey with forgiveness. Um, I've made the connection to love that if I'm not truly loving others, if I don't know what love is, I can't love others. And if I'm not truly loving others, then when things you know, happen that hurt or, you know, there's misunderstandings or whatever the case may be, um, we do live in a world of broken people and people do things selfishly and uh, they hurt others, whether they're meaning to or not. But if we're not loving, it's going to make it even harder for us to walk in that forgiveness or to offer forgiveness um, when it's so necessary to healthy, healthy relationships and not only healthy relationships, but just in order for us to be a powerful witness. I think that's the thing that I've really been contemplating is that we need to become, um, we need to desire Jesus said that we would be witnesses for him, you know, and, and I'm just like, I, I just got finished reading, um, hearts of fire. And it's about these true stories of women in other countries over the, you know, several decades, but their stories were so moving and so powerful that it was just confirming to me what God has already been putting in my heart in that we need to learn the, first of all, the gift of suffering in our life when it has to do with the kingdom things. It's to refine our faith and it's to strengthen us and it is to be a witness to those around us because we hold on to the one thing that is going to get us through very dark times and very trying times and times that make no sense at all, right? Times that would come against us and cause us to doubt that God is good and that he loves. I mean, it was never meant to be easy on the earth. Um, God, you know, it's not that, that God wouldn't want us to hurt or, or to suffer in any way, but that he already knew that's what was going to be required because of the broken state of the world. You know, he created a perfect world in the beginning 
but for whatever reason, wickedness came into the world and really distorted and twisted everything. And it's been a struggle and a fight for all of God's children ever since. And, and we have to have this understanding that that's just the way it is here and now in this timeline on the earth. God has an ultimate plan for a time when there is no more pain, no more sorrow, no more suffering. It's just not now. <laughs> and so the sooner that we can get that and accept that, I think the ease, the, the quicker, maybe the easier we'll be on that road to um, forward motion, you know, learning that in every trial and every struggle, it is doing something within us. And every, every time we choose love, every time we choose forgiveness, we are growing in our faith. We are growing in our Christ likeness. And I'm just very convinced and convicted that that is an important part of living a life of faith as a witness um, to, of Jesus, to Jesus and uh, to the father, you know, the darkness is here. But Jesus came and he is the light of the world and the darkness has not overcome. And when he puts his spirit in each of us, we are to shine that light. You know, in, in absence of him, we are to shine that light within us so that the world around us can find their way home. But how can anyone um, understand, believe or uh, receive what we have if we are walking around with what I call the leftovers of unforgiveness, which is bitterness and anger and, um, you know, an unloving attitude. That's what unforgiveness does to us. It settles in our soul. And, you know, we're told in the Bible to not let the sun go down on our anger or we give the enemy a foothold into our life. Um, we're also told a parable of the unmerciful servant who was forgiven a big, huge debt by the king and then in return, he went out and found all the people that owed him money or, or debts or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, he was very cruel to them, demanding that they pay him back. And Jesus told that parable so that we would understand that that is not the way to act, that we are to offer the kindness and the forgiveness that God has given and offered to us, to everyone. And uh, he explains in that parable what happens to someone who refuses to extend forgiveness to the people in their life. And he talks about the servant become, you know, being thrown into prison. And I was thinking about that. You know, there's a connection there uh, of unforgiveness and, um, and an emotional prison that we put ourselves in. And that emotional prison becomes a physical one because unforgiveness and bitterness, it affects our health in a, in a huge way. And sickness is directly related a lot of times to emotional, um, I guess, sickness, you want to call it that and or sin. So it's just something I wanted to, you know, talk about today because it does really negatively affect us and make us feel like we're in a, a prison of our own making. You know, we're angry, bitter, harsh, unloving, um, and many other things can connect to that. It's like an octopus with all these tentacles. And then it turns us into someone that others don't want to be around. And then some people who live with unforgiveness eventually become um, people who don't want to be around others. 
mean, that that's a prison when we were created to be in relationship and then choosing unforgiveness and what it does to us basically separates us from others and relationships that are meant to bring life and fullness. You know, I, um, have suffered with some gastrointestinal issues for a long time. And I always blamed it on, you know, mold exposure, uh, when I was living in California and unhealthy conditions of the home. And, and that did have some effect on my health, no doubt. Um, but, you know, after moving out of that, that atmosphere and getting some healing and um, gaining my health back and going on with life, eating habits, you know, definitely can have a part in that. And, you know, whether you're getting enough rest and eating the right foods and, toxins in the air and water and everything plays into it. You know, I'm not going to just blame it all on one thing or another. It's just like, there's this overall effect, but I know because the Lord showed me after the last two years of intense intestinal issues, really coming to the point of almost dying, I got down to 104 pounds. Um, it was in that time though, where I had to, I was like a time of reckoning for me where I really, you know, had some serious conversations with God and he was able to show me in many ways, different ways. He would speak to me through the reading of the word or listening to a pastor or just bringing up memories from my past. And, um, I was angry. I was still angry and I didn't even know it. I thought I had, you know, made peace with the past and things that had happened and, in different times in my life, but I was still angry. And the, it's, the odd thing was I was angry at myself, you know, and I didn't even know it. I didn't realize it. But the reason I knew that there was still something going on and made it, it's what made me, you know, keep seeking God was because I would have these moments where I would just have these anger outbursts. I know Whitney was talking about it, like, you know, rage. And I guess it was rage for me. I just remembered like the littlest of things I could be doing fine, you know, just going on with life, living every day. And then the littlest tiny thing would irritate me. And I would just, rah, you know, just, oh, just where did that? And I would go, where did that come from? Where is, where is that hiding? <laughs> like, what is it? What is the root of that? Because I didn't want it. You know, I knew it did make me feel good afterwards, uh, mentally, emotionally, or physically. And so I'm so thankful that we can go to God and he will help us figure those things out when that's where we want to go with him. You know, he's just so good and patient with us, but he showed me that I was angry at myself. Um, and I, and I had some guilt and some shame that I just did not deal with. Now I thought I had, and really I didn't. And it negatively affected my health in a, in a very real way. And so I just want to encourage you, if you have anything in your life where you, you're looking at it and you're, and your reactions and certain things, you're like, that's not normal. Why did I react that way? Or if you have uncontrollable anger or you have depression, um, if you have any health issues at all, I just encourage you to ask God, you know, get serious with him, spend time with him in the word and in quiet reflection, asking him to show you your memories that are haunting you, that are uh, weighing you down, you know, things that you maybe thought you dealt with. And there may be things you didn't even know 
were an issue, but somehow subconsciously you've been holding on to them and they're keeping you from living a life of love and forgiveness and fullness. And I mean, he really wants us to be these loving, compassionate people that touch the world around us. And we cannot do that, not consistently, when we ourselves are holding on to junk, garbage, trash, you know, it's this, this muck in our soul that he wants us to be free from. And it's so good when we can get free from it. Life just is so much more beautiful. And, and we want to love on people and um, be involved and have relations. It's just such a, it's, it's, it's God's way, you know, if we could just let go of the things of this world that really have no lasting value. Yes, everybody does things that in moments of frustration and hurt and anger, but we're all hurting. You know, we, we're all people that have been wounded in one way or another. And yet we're all just trying to do the best we can with what we have. And so I just want to encourage you to go to God, ask him to show you your heart and your past and let him do some healing and house cleaning. You will not regret it. It can be painful. Um, it can be kind of scary for some people, depending on your mindset. If you have a flexible, you know, tending to flexible thinking and, you know, desire to grow and heal, it'll be easier for you. If you're more of a person who resists change and um, call it a fixed mindset, um, it may be harder, but it's not impossible with God's help and, and the Holy Spirit directing you. And it's so worth it. And if you need to like sit with a counselor or, you know, um, a friend that you trust, it's, it's so worth it. I just want to encourage you to, to really seek God in any area of your life that you feel like something is off, that you have um, just some characteristics about yourself that you're like, this. I know this doesn't line up. You know, what's going on? And just let God work it, you know, work in your heart, work in your mind and your emotions. I will say that pride, I think, is the main reason that people hold on to grudges. You know, as people, we can tend to be a little prideful um, and forgiving someone requires that we humble ourselves. We, you know, we, we have to humble ourselves and set aside our own sense of justice or expectations of what we think, you know, somebody else should do to pay reparations or whatever. Um, we, we humble ourselves instead of making the other person pay. And we trust God. And that means we have to submit to God. We know that he's going to be our defender and he's going to be our protector. And, you know, he's going to work on the other person and he's going to work in the situation. And, you know, then we can, when we submit, when we're in that attitude of submission and trust, then he's more free to work inside of us as well. You know, you've probably heard it said there's two sides to every story. And, there's always something that we can own in a situation and say, well, you know, I will, I will, I will admit to this part, you know, maybe I could have done things differently or I could have um, been a little bit different in my responding or whatever you might, it might be the case may be. And sometimes we can just say, well, you know, I didn't do anything, but that doesn't mean I have to be mad about it. You know, I can, I can choose to forgive that person and hand them over to God and, and not hold on to the, the anger or the hurt. I can choose love over 
my feelings or, you know, my hurt feelings. And, um, it's just a matter of being willing, you know, just humble ourselves and trust God with it. Because we, if we love, you know, if, if, if it's hard for us to forgive, then we need to check to see God, am I, am, is my heart turning cold? You know, am I lacking love? Because living on the earth is hard and we can get a hard outer shell and we can become, you know, kind of like, okay, well, you know, forget everybody else. I'm going to look out for number one. And I get that, you know, because it's our natural tendency, but it's not what's best. It really isn't. Love is essential to offering forgiveness because real love is more concerned about others than about self. And when we choose to love someone, we are concerned about the reason behind their their hurtful actions. You know, we want to, we want to see them find healing and restoration because we understand that when somebody's uh, acting in ways that are hurtful or, or mean or unkind, it's because something's going on inside of them. Something is hurting in them. And so love wants to look inside and say, okay, I get it. You know, it doesn't matter whether they're at fault or not. It's just going, okay, I'm not going to hold it against them because I want them to experience God's love. I want them to experience the peace that comes from the healing that only God can bring. And then we begin to pray for that person and the situation and ourselves. You know, it's the best way. That's, I guess that's what I really want to get across today is let's choose love. Let's choose forgiveness because it is the best way and it brings about the best results. And it brings us closer to a truly trusting relationship with our Father that increases the faith in us and becomes such a strong anchor for us to stand on in any situation that may come. So I just want to encourage you. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind to one another, compassionate, forgiving each other, just as God in Christ also has forgiven you. And if we can reflect on that and go, wow, you know, I know that God has forgiven me, that he's always there willing to forgive me. I want to become like my father. I want to be like Jesus and um, just keep going to God and help, you know, asking him to help us to show any area where we may be in even in danger of becoming cold in our heart. Um, we need to learn to forgive ourselves. We need to sometimes forgive God. The first time I heard that, I thought that was ridiculous. Like, God doesn't need forgiveness. He's God. But, you know, I think I was mad at God for a while because my prayers didn't get answered in the way that everybody was telling me that God would answer them. You know, if I just prayed, if I just believed, you know, God was going to do great things and it was his will that this and that should happen. And what they were saying all sounded biblical, but in reality, God gives everyone free choice and people can choose to do whatever they want. And sometimes people choose to do things that are not necessarily pleasing to God. And we suffer, you know, we call it collateral damage, but you know, sometimes we have to bear under the consequences of other people's actions. And when, when you're thinking and you're being told that God is going to do something that he eventually doesn't really do, right? you might get mad at God. I mean, if you think about all the people who don't believe in God simply because at some point in their life, God didn't answer a prayer of theirs, 
maybe someone was dying sick that they knew or or even that you know they were dealing with something that God didn't seem to come through in the way that they expected him to they they're mad at God you know how could a loving God do this and that and then they just choose to be angry at God and unforgiving and I just never thought about it in that way and I really had to check myself and go wow I, yeah I am I'm mad at God you know God I forgive you for for not answering my prayer the way, I mean, it just sounds so ridiculous and it's not that God needs forgiveness, but I needed to forgive him. I can't, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like, you know, I had to let go of the idea that God did something wrong. Maybe that's the best way to put it, right? God doesn't do anything wrong. He's perfect. God is good and all his ways are perfect. That's what the scriptures tell us. And in 2011, September 24th, I made that commitment that no matter what came my way in life, it was the scariest night of my life, I think. Uh, my youngest son was missing. He was gone for 27 hours, had no idea what happened to him. Um, it was three months after we moved to, to Texas. And I just thought it was, I knew it was a very real possibility. I would never see him again. And in that reality, I said to God, no matter what, I mean, life has been hard up to this point, but no matter what, I will always say that you are good and your ways are perfect and I will trust you. And it was hard, you know, but I think it was probably a turning point for me in learning to trust God and learning to stand on that when times are hard, you know, remember what you said, remember what you're choosing to believe that God is good and his ways are perfect no matter what. And then release him to do whatever it is that he's going to do. That's where real trust comes from, you know? And that means you have to trust God when others are involved in your life that are, you know, maybe not nice people. Think about all the people, brothers and sisters around the world who are being persecuted by their own family members, beaten, um, threatened with death, just simply because they choose to believe in Jesus. Yet those people are so filled with love and so filled with the understanding of what forgiveness is in their life that they are willing to forgive people who would hand them over to death, who would beat them with their own hands, lock them in rooms without food or or care. And, and yet they choose forgiveness. They choose love. And if they can do it, then we certainly can in the smaller things of life that require forgiveness and love and compassion on our part. Choose to trust God in every situation. Take the road less traveled. <laughs> it, is a, it is a beautiful one. And when you do that, when you start to live your life in a place of constant loving, forgiving, and wanting the good of others, you are going to experience so much joy and peace and love that you're just going to keep wanting more. And uh, it's going to be amazing. And you're going to see it affect those around you in great ways. Will there be still some opposition in, in hard times? Of course. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. You know, because you know the truth in that life comes from the love of God 
and from the forgiveness that he offers to us all. And we get to be a part of that. So live your life in love and forgiveness. Share this podcast with others that you think might really be encouraged by it or need to hear the message of forgiveness and love. And uh, go to God, ask him to show you any place in you that that you need to let go and, and let him work and restore and heal as you offer forgiveness to others. Until next time, shalom.